humans. Welcome to the M Word. The Manx podcast brought to you by Martin. <laughs> That's me. I'm Matt. That's him. It has been a while. Hi, Matt. Hello. Been too long. Yes. Hannah, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. We're on Facebook Live as well. Uh, for those watching live now on a Sunday evening, uh, it has been a while. Uh, Matt and I thought we'd take a wee break for a little while over Christmas and then lockdown, etc. So before we dig in, uh, I just wanted to, if you're a first time listener or watcher, it was just to give a shout out to some of our other podcasts or back catalogue. Uh, there's various, it's not all sports related as well on there. So if you're not particularly a sports fan, there's, there's lots on there from uh, when we chat with Graham Klukas, who was a, an addict, uh, tried to set himself on fire and kill himself, ended up in law and um, an enforcer in a gang to then turn his life around to, to life changing things that he learned when he was out hiking to... Connor Cummins, who obviously we all all pretty much know very well, and Richard Slee, joint podcast, who talked about their big accidents they respectively had in their rehab to to what we were chatting before about George Blackwell. He was one of our early, very early podcasts, a young lad, very inspirational. Yeah. Uh, young man with his head screwed on. Uh, works for our listen and, and, and well worth a listen. So yeah, please, please do have a look back at our, our back catalogue. There's lots in there to dig into. So... Right now, we don't care about them. <laughs> Thanks for coming down. No, thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. So, a bit of background for, for, for everyone. You are a Manxie? I am, born and bred. Whereabouts yeah. on the island? Uh, well, I was born, obviously, in Douglas. It's the only hospital. Um, I lived down south for about six years, and then um, my mum and dad moved into Douglas, and I've been there on and off, obviously, apart from going for uni, travelling, things like that. Are they Manxies? Yeah, they're Manxies too, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And were they sporty? Yeah, my dad, we used to play rugby and my mum was a sprinter. He always used to tell me that she had all the records at Castle Russian. Um, Did she? I have no idea. No, I'm, I'm believing no. her. She has no reason to lie to no. me, I guess. Um, but my dad was also a sprinter. He always said that he was a hurdler as well, which is apparently that's where I get my hurdling ability from. Oh, right. Okay. But I've never seen any proof of that. So I'm just trying to think then. So hurdles, that they're, they're never over 400 metres, I presume then? Is that the longest? Or? Yeah, it's the longest yeah, hurdle yeah. when they do, yeah. Right. Or big fat hurdles, which is steeplechase. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Andy Fox was talking about <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, he did a lot. Yeah. So your first then interaction with sport was that? Uh, were your parents not pushy, but pushing you in that direction, or was it just something yeah. that you naturally took to? Um, yeah, I think I remember one of the first memories my mum used to say was um, put me in, you know, one of the sports races you get when you were a kid, and egg and spoon. Yeah, something like, or like you know, just the general. But I was about four or five, and apparently I obliterated the rest of the field right. so much so I almost got to the end. I turned around and waited for everyone to catch up All right. and then finished. But there's no <laughs> way I'd do that these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not that nice these days. So that's obviously, uh, I guess, yeah, it's come from the parents then. If that's yeah, the... they've never been pushy. No. They've always been quietly supportive, which um, is probably why me and my brother have both stayed in the sport for so long. Yeah, so your brother's Tom, is that right? Yeah, he is. So yeah. he does... He's a sprinter too. Okay. Yeah. Um, moved to hurdles. Uh, we both moved to sprint hurdles for different reasons. And then he's gone back to sprinting. Tends to do a bit more weightlifting and things these days. Okay. As well as his, but actually his sprinting's come on leaps and bounds actually since he's kind of, there's a lot of pressure on him. I think he put a lot of pressure on himself for a long, long time because um, he qualified for Commonwealth Games and then got shingles. And actually, he'd be probably actually a good, good one to talk to yeah, as well. Right. Um, is he younger than yes, yourself? Yeah, he looks a little a lot older. So, <laughs> but yeah, he is the, he'll always say that he had a harder paper around the maple. All right. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the, your transition then is, well, in fact, yeah, well, one of the questions I was going to ask later on, but since you mentioned about weights there, I wonder when has training over your your sort of career of of running has that 
has that changed in regard to the from the I assume maybe more in the old days it was just about out, out practicing the running and, and the hurdling is more of more weights and I guess the I use the word bands, you know, the, the yeah, core strength yeah. and that. Has that become even more important then? Yeah, hugely. And strength around that. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, for me, I mean, I've probably done gym work and weight seriously probably the past 10 years. Okay. And it m- makes a huge difference um, just strength-wise, you know, um, just stability around your joints and everything. Right. Um, I, yeah, I find it a, a lot, lot better, but my, it obviously works really well for my brother. And it's that injury prevention as well. Yeah, um, I think most of my training is so probably well involved around injury prevention, but it's just occupational hazard. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so back to then school days of running. Did you end up running for the school? I assume. And yeah, it was one of the things um, when I started back. At, I ended up having quite a um, serious knee operation when I was eleven. So um, I didn't do... Because of running or just... Um, no, was, well, they think it was just a degenerative, you know, yeah. that, that disease. Yeah. Um, it was osteochondritis. So it's where your, mm. your bones kind of crumble underneath mm-hmm. the, the kneecap. So um, I had surgery to refeed blood vessels through my knee, which at 11 wow. was quite a... So I used to fall over a lot. So my mum thinks that that's probably where it's come from. Oh, okay. Right. Um, didn't put my hands down, just always on my knees all the time. Right. Um, so I stopped running then for a little while. And I got back into it when I was 15 because trying to do it for GCSE, you know, you've had to pick about 700 sports then mm-hmm. one for GCSEs. Um, and I got back into it then and uh, Di Schimmel, my coach at the time, when I went down, uh, she said, oh, go into the 300 metre hurdles. So I did and I ended up winning. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Right, okay. And then got selected for the Island Games from for the next year. And What year would that have been? That was 1999. Okay. Yeah. And where, where was in, that? That was in Gotland. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah. and that's uh, the rest, as they say, is history. I was looking at some some records earlier, and Di's name came up actually. So yeah. I knew I knew. I mean, being a cyclist, I knew Colin, her son. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't really. I knew Di, Di helped with sports, but uh, certainly the records I was looking at, she still held the triple jump record and the yeah. from like nineteen eighty eight, which must be one of the longest standing uh, yeah. records Di. around is formidable the amount of time that woman puts into the sport is amazing um and i credit a lot of my career to die um i wouldn't have stayed in the sport a long time if it wasn't for her she was one of definitely one of the people that you know made me love it um and she she's still in it now still coaching young hurdlers and you know people are very lucky to have her have her in the sport so yeah so so let's talk talk through the technical side of hurdling then Mm -hmm. so i remember doing uh definitely not a sprinter and just being very poor. I've got this distinct memory of doing 100 meters once at school and feeling I had this wonderful form as I ran down and probably did 20 <laughs> seconds or whatever. And uh, I'm sure is, is it or is it are you born with speed or not? You look at like we look at Mark Cavendish as a cyclist and think, is he born with speed? Is it something you're born with or not? I think so. I think it's one of those things you can improve probably about 10, 15%. Right. Um, whereas I think with long distance running and things like that, I think the work you put in, you definitely get out. Okay. Um, but I think with speed, I think you're either fast or you're not. Right. And it's generally the experience I've had, even with teaching and things like that. You see that with kids, you know, which kids are fast. And mm-hmm. you guys probably know, you know, who was fast in your class at school yeah, and okay. things like that. So, yeah. And it's I've just always like I like doing anything fast, though, to be fair, right. like bikes and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I've got a bit of a need for speed. Right. <laughs> so, so then if you look at 100, is it 110 hurdles? 100? Uh, 100, yeah. 110 boys. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. boys. Uh, I never knew that. that. 
I don't know, really. I don't... I, uh, it's the bigger gaps between the hurdles, then? Yeah, for, for, for men. men, because obviously men are faster, so they've got bigger stride patterns. Right, and, okay. But why they just still don't do it over 100 and just do less hurdles, I don't know. Maybe mm. they just wanted an even number of hurdles, 10 I was to 10. I say, yeah, right, so the, the amount of hurdles are the same, it's just the yeah, fact yeah, that it's you've just got the, oh, okay. But it was quite good, actually, because when my brother started doing the 110 hurdles, even though we'd, st we'd start at the same time then, so I'd always have to think, just don't catch me. Oh, so right, it was quite okay. good when we could train together. That was a that was a good. And a certain, I presume as you grow up, you've got a certain amount of stride between each hurdle. That's, yes, three. And if, is that pretty much everyone does yeah, that? Everyone right, does okay. That, yeah. So does that, you get to that stage at a certain age typically then, do you? Yeah, it's because um, obviously they start the hurdles at, at 70 meters, but even if you do 70 meter hurdles at under 13, they're still, you still have a, three stride pattern oh, so okay. yeah they, then obviously you just get bigger faster 75 meters oh, you still okay. have to keep to the same stride pattern and does that as you go through those ages again a stupid question but does the, does the hurdle height change as yeah, well yeah right, the okay. hurdle height changes right. i mean i still think the senior ladies hurdle height is a bit pathetic to be honest compared right. to the men's and why is it I should know that. Uh, it's about up to here. All right. Um, Knee height. Yeah, but the the men's are three foot six, so the men's right. are, are really. You know, if, if you watch it on the telly, it's a real technical. You know, sport. You won't see most men's hurdle races and there's hurdles standing at the end, whereas the women's is. Right. Okay. So I think they. I, personally, I think they need to raise it so it's right. more of a technical event for the women. Right. Okay. But you don't know what the women if the men are three six. Three foot, right? Maybe a bit lower. Two right. foot nine. I should know that really. <laughs> I just run them. <laughs> so then it's about, I suppose, getting out of the blocks quick. Is it three strides to the first one as well? Like, no, or is it different because you come out the blocks? Yeah, seven. People, you do seven or eight strides to the first hurdle. Okay, and then over three yeah. and three. And you always lead with again. I should know, but you lead with the same leg yeah. every time. Yeah. Okay. Same leg every time. Days of school day, right? Yeah. I'd imagine. Uh, I've, ne I've actually never done the hurdles. You ever done the hurdles? Uh, similar, I had to buy a school, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't an event I could say I was very yeah. good at. It was. I think it was one of those events as well. Like everyone had their their fastest, or you know who was better at the eight hundred, the fifteen. You know who your jumpers and your throwers mm -hmm. were, and it was literally like the keen ones. Will you do the hurdles for me, please? Oh, okay. So it, it's never really been a technical event. I don't think in school up until recently. Whereas I think more people have thought actually we want to just for the danger aspect as well, I think of it. There's oh, so right. many broken arms and wrists. And, oh, right. lovely. Yeah, it's not ideal. And you've never got into long jumping then, because that seems to be, you see the sprinters doing a bit of the long jump, et cetera. Has that ever been? Yeah, not really. I've done a little bit here, there and everywhere just to try and get a record or something like that, that I felt like, oh, I could do that. Um, or just to mix training up sometimes. But no, I've never really concentrated on any jumps or right. throws or... I'd imagine, again, if, if injury is a constant thing, niggling and jumping into a sandpit's probably not there. Yeah. It's just you kind of do what you enjoy, don't you? Yeah, I like yeah. running fast over stuff. Yeah, right. I find I find running just in general a little bit boring. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Even 400, I feel like it's just a bit too So boring. running down the road, you just go like hopping over cars and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just boring yeah. otherwise. No, no. Some old deer walking a dog that you're hurdling and stuff. But yeah, just I just find just running over stuff is... A bit yeah. more exciting. Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, sort of 15, uh, the 300. Is that, again, a common distance at that age? Yeah. So mm. up to 1 to 17, they do the 300-meter hurdles. And then mm. as you hit a senior woman, you go up to 400-meter hurdles, which okay. is where I started, started doing the 400-meter hurdles. And away racing, I assume they start yeah. to take you away to... Yeah, well, I, when I did my first... Well, it was I think it was on my, my second or third 400-meter hurdle race I in 99 in the Gotland Island Games. 
uh, Joan and Joan Powell at the time and Di took me just for a bit of experience because I was only just 16 um, and I ended up winning. Right. Um, so I was just like, oh, this Unexpected. Is yeah, pretty much. Um, well, I was last at the 200 meter mark. So Joan, um, Joan, I think Joan was on the, I can't remember, she was on the phone to Manx Radio or something. She was like, oh, she's lost it. Absolutely lost it. And then dropped the phone because I just kind of started picking right. up people. But yeah, my my nana came with my mom as well to to watch. My mom's not missed an island game, so she's come with me oh, every right, single okay. one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was it was a it's a was a really special moment actually. Right. Yeah, but that was the the first one. And that that was then literally within short space again back into it after your knee. Yeah, pretty much about a year and a half into right. being back. But again, I with that I didn't really take training very seriously. Or you know, it was nice to you go down with your mates and you do. Uh, Di will always laugh because she never stopped telling me if there was a long session because I'd never turn up because oh, oh, I've got to do a 600. It's <laughs> a bit far. Um, so she stopped telling me what sessions we had yes. on, which is very like I'm not like that now. Um, but yeah, so she, she she's basically pretty, one of those natural type ones that just can do a bit of training. I think a lot of people have that, you know, when you're that age, you can kind of get away with a lot of, mm. you know, running on natural and, and I'm quite determined. Don't right. like losing, right? So I think it's more of a tenacious thing as well. Right, but yeah. Was, um, were you doing any other sports at the time? I was playing a bit of netball. Um, yeah. when I stopped, um, because of my knee, I ended up getting into horse riding and I get, okay. and had my own pony, so I ended up competing on the pony and right. things like that. And then, as you know, GCSEs, A levels, you can't do everything. Um, and obviously, then after the Island Games experience, I was just like, oh. Winning's good. So yeah, I'm, gonna, right. I'm gonna keep at this. Right. So, so I did for a did while. you then go to uni? Because that must have been around uni time. Eh? Yeah, um, that was quite difficult actually because uh, Malcolm Arnold at the time, uh, who was Colin Jackson's coach, he was quite a prestigious coach in the UK. Wanted me to come to Bath, and mm-hmm. he wanted to coach me. Okay. So when I went to Bath to have a look around, I met him, and I just felt it was all a bit intense. I was just like, I want to go to uni and have a good time. Yeah. At the same time, I don't want to just concentrate on my sport. Which now, you know, looking back, I, was something I really wish I'd done. But again, you can't, you shouldn't really have any regrets and things like that. But he was the best hurdles coach in the country, yeah, and he, yeah. he wanted to coach me, and I was like, mm. and everyone I met was just couldn't talk about anything else other than what I'd done in my sport, and I just thought this isn't for mm, me. Right, so okay. I ended up going to Chester and playing netball more than I I did oh, running. Right, okay. Although I still competed in running, and I still had a training group in Liverpool and think. Um, well, in the Wirral, but yeah, it was just it was something I, I love doing, but I and I love competing, but I still probably didn't take it seriously I should, as I should have done. Yeah. Do you think? Do, do you think there was a reason back then? It just wasn't that. Yeah. Because you see I some mean, kids that are, I wouldn't say obsessed at that age, but are all in. But you just yeah, didn't, didn't I, appeal. Yeah, and it's weird to kind of because obviously it's a little bit a long time ago now, <laughs> but um. It's hard to think that I was like that then because I'm so competitive and I'm, you know, I would love to have done that with my sport, but obviously just at that time in my life, it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, what did you study? I did sports science. Okay. Like everybody does when they <laughs> went off to uni. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I wanted to go into physiotherapy. Okay. Um, but my physio at the time, Isla Scott, said to me, don't go and do a physiotherapy degree because she said that's all you're qualified for. So go and do a sports science degree. Go and do some work in physiotherapy. And then if you like it, then apply to do your physiotherapy degree. Right. Okay. Um, and she was right, absolutely right, because when I went into physiotherapy, I hated it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she um, gave me some good advice there. So did you come back to the island after uni? Yeah, I did. Was and that I, always your intention? Not 
particularly. Um, I just came back to do because uh, I got a physiotherapy assistant job at the oh, Nobles okay. Hospital, and then because I didn't like it, my funnily enough bumped into my old head teacher at Balcomine, and she said, "Oh, I'd really like you to come and do some work at um, in the P department if you if you you know you're hating it at the hospital." And I thought, "Oh yeah, go on then, I'll, I'll do that." Absolutely loved it and right. applied to do my PGCE back at Bath. Oh, so okay. I went back to Bath to do my PGCE. Um, and What's thought, involved in that? So it's just that basically it's a whole, it's better be a four-year teaching degree in one year. Okay. So it's just an intent. You just don't have a life for a year. Right. And it's just constantly teaching, evaluating your lessons, lesson plans and right. and things like that. And Bath's one of the top institutes in the country for teaching. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're pretty hard on you. So, But it, it was good. And also I wanted to go back because I love my athletics a little bit more and I wanted to get back into that. But as soon as I got there, I um, tore my posterior cruciate ligament. Okay. So yeah, where's that? Me. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Doing hurdles, literally oh, okay. about yeah a month in. So that was. And how does that? What like is that a tear, rip, snap? What's that? It, yeah, for complete, complete rupture. Okay. Completely. So that's gone. the one across the front of the knee. No, it's the one at the back. Oh, okay. It's usually a car crash injury. Oh, okay. Because where the dashboard hits your hits your legs, it kind of oh pushes the wha- wax it back. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So. So that was clip it or hitting a hurdle then or. Yeah. Well, the coach at the time, obviously. Being a bath top hurdles coach, I was like, right, I really want you to do sprint hurdle drills on your non-dominant leg, which is obviously the the leg I wouldn't usually lead with in the sp- oh, okay. in, in the sprint hurdles. And I was like, uh, I'm not very good on that leg. And he looked at me as if I had four heads. So mm. I thought, all oh, right, don't be a pussy. I've got to do this. <laughs> so I went full whack, hit the hurdle, and then I just took all the weight on my on my right knee and ended up facing the way I'd came, but my knee was still mm. facing them. So. And then he literally came up to me, pulled me up as if I was a pussy. I pulled up my legging as if to say, what is going on? And then my knee just went, and he was like, oh, physio. So, yeah. What, what? What's the uh, purpose of doing that training then, as in from the hurdles of doing your leg then? Because I was a 400 meter hurdler. So as a 400 meter hurdler, you learn to, you're meant to be able to Um, hurdle with both legs equally well. Right. Which... Do people hurdle like? Yeah, yeah, and I can, I can I can hurdle with right. both legs, just not sprint hurdle drills oh, okay. wise, and that. So that oh. was just it was just a whole new concept to right. me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was just. A, and the hurdles in the in the four hundred the same height. The, no, they're lower. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. About under under seventeen so, women height. <laughs> <laughs> so the the is that an op then on the back of the knee to well funnily enough no but for some reason i was on the elite program at bath which right. i have no idea why then um, they had me down as a pro athlete which was lovely but unfortunately i wasn't so um the guy at the time said it's better because of my physique because i'm long and lean it's better to keep my muscles and everything strong um because otherwise i'd had to, to have uh, had to have had a graft okay and taking my muscle out apparently was just not ideal Right. So yeah, so I just that's when I really embarked on a really good strength program. Then oh right, okay. That's when the England and rugby team were in Bath, um, Bath Uni training for the oh, World Cup. Oh right, okay. Which was really good. <laughs> and uh, is that is that graph then the ticket from your calf? Uh, your I think from your hamstring, hamstring I think. Right, yeah, but yeah. yeah, so it just didn't happen. But actually, when I got back and saw another physio, they said they were, you really should have had that reconstructed. Oh, right, but, okay. And uh, do you get niggles from it now? Or? Um, it's not too bad to be honest. Um, touch wood. I haven't had any reoccurring problems. Um, yeah. other than I had a bit of a knee issue with that knee 
in September, which right. t- took me out for four months. But that was completely different. Right. It wasn't anything to do with posterior fascia ligament. So uh, uni, well, yeah. Then th- so you finished the, the teaching degree mm-hmm. in in Bath, and then then I lived back. in Harrogate for a okay. while, and I taught there. Right. Um, what took I, you there? Just a job. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, I went. Sorry, I went travelling after Bath, and I went to Canada, did my snowboarding qualification. Okay. Um, so, and that was just great. Right. So, what's the history of snowboarding? Um, I've skied since I was little. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was just one of those things that I've, my brother started snowboarding. And I thought, I'll oh, I'll do it. And then I've always wanted to. I, I love teaching anyway, mm. so I just thought actually it'll improve my snowboarding, and then I can teach. And yeah, so that's why I thought. I applied for a job down in Bath and I didn't get it. So it was one of those, if I don't get this job, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I thought I'll take a step and go. So when I came back, then I applied for a job in Harrogate. So Whereabouts in Canada were you? Um, in a place called Fernie. Okay. Yeah, right. very apparently snowboarder's paradise, just powder and massive bowl all oh, the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then it's, you study and then start, you start then teaching people and during the, say winter months or whatever i don't know who's it winter all year round there i don't know <laughs> no yeah no it's winter january well november to about april time right okay yeah but so, it was just great and right. um, met some amazing people and yeah it was it was lovely so it's one of those things i thought do i carry on traveling or do i go home and do my teaching degree because if you don't do it within five years you lose it okay so i thought you know what i spent a, a, an intense year of my life to do this which i love so i thought i'll get back and get it done and then i'll probably go traveling again and then obviously it doesn't. What's, what's the done bit? Do you have to do a certain amount of hours or something then? To... Yes. Yeah, so after you've qualified as a teacher, well, you could, you do your placement at uni, then you have to do what's called your NQT year, which is your newly okay. qualified teacher year. Okay. So you have to do a whole year of teaching, then you have to pass that year in order for you to become a qualified teacher. What so, quantifies is it? Because assume you're in a school at that stage, what yeah. quantifies someone... Uh, monitoring you do you have to well, how yeah. does that work so your lessons are constantly constantly observed okay. and obviously you have you have a mentor or somebody you deal with like once or twice a week and then you have assignments and things like that to do right. um yeah just to make sure you're up to speed with all the legislation and everything within teaching at the time yeah. and yeah so that's the way it works i'd imagine uh, that's uh, ever evolving as well with just yeah, doing absolutely. kids that so many things yeah. to keep an eye out for and yeah which is why we constantly have inset days and things like that just yeah. to make sure that everything because everything's changing especially after covid and things like right. that you know with online stuff or gdpr and yeah. you know child protection yeah absolutely so health, we'll we, you know what it's like with zoom everything was like fine with zoom and then it was like oh no hang on we haven't got child protection got what, on here yeah, all right yeah yeah you've got so, to wear pants all those things yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, can't yeah. be teaching children <laughs> when they're in their bedrooms yeah you know, all right okay you can't teach them from your when you're in your bedroom and yeah, it's okay. just like well you know yeah. it's all new world yeah mm. exactly so so the injury how long were you down with the posture yeah. so that was an eight month right. that was a really was that really, tough yeah that was a really tough one um because i was pretty much cross training and upper body stuff with right. um but it was, as i said like bath um at bath the england rugby team were there and mm. they were the only ones that were allowed to use the gym and athletes so i was in there with the uh, rugby team all the time so which is which is great maybe work so much harder right okay <laughs> and was the desire to get back running yeah absolutely i wanted to get back for the island games which then were in Rhodes um okay. in 2007 okay yeah. um and I got back running to actually a pretty good standard. I just didn't get time to compete because it was just too too soon after my injury because yeah. I did I injured it pretty much September, October. 
and we had to get qualifying time for April. Right. And I was literally just getting back into decent. And Colin, my coach at the time, was like, "There's no way you're racing yet. We need to really work on this because yeah, yeah. the last thing you want to do is have a long-lasting effects on it." And you know, we think you could go pretty far with it. And yeah, it was just it was frustrating watching people in the island because I went because my brother was doing it. it was the first island games my brother went to okay um so we all went out as a family to support him and that was that was tough oh, really yeah, tough yeah yeah the uh, and at that stage are you doing 400 and 100 no I'm still just doing 400 okay. the 100 hurdles even though I've done it um since my first island games it was just something I did for an oh, extra life. event really right, okay yeah it was only <laughs> It's only when I got hit by a car um, on my motorbike that um, I moved from the 400 hurdles. To oh, right. The okay. Hurdles. So what's yeah. that story? There's a pattern here, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I went to do my motorbike test. Okay. And literally... What age was this? In 2011. Right. So 10 years ago. Yeah. And it was in the March. And a guy just came straight off York Road as I was coming up Broadway, took me straight out, uh, hit my knee, which my... Is this while you were training... To yeah, the bike. island games. Sorry. The island I'm sorry, games. Sorry, yeah, motorbike training. Oh yeah, so right it was literally word? like on my test. Oh, on your test. Yeah, I'd oh, left. Right. Okay. Literally only been left the thing for about seven minutes. Okay. Apparently, if I'd been gone for fifteen, I, he would have passed me. But I was going to ask if you still get passed. No, but no, no. no. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and the, the first thing that crossed my mind was like, if he's hurt my knee, I was like, I'm oh, going right. to go mental. Even though that in the meantime I was falling off, and then <laughs> I got run over by the person behind me, and uh, yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, it was it. I broke my broke five ribs, my vertebrae, um, my wrist, my radius, my ulna. But actually, oh, my wow. knee was fine. But you reckon oh, it's because my knee was so crap? Sorry, I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. No, rubbish. Um, do you reckon that's why I didn't do any more damage to my oh, knee? Oh right, okay. Yeah. And that was the other the driver's fault. Yeah, completely. Right. He just didn't come off. He didn't stop at the stop sign. Just oh, came right. straight out and hit me. So you're supposed to stop at stop signs, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think you're supposed to indicate as well, but I don't see a lot yeah. of that going on either. But right. it, you know, the, these things happen, and right. I was, I was fine. How long so. were you lying around after that? Uh, what, what do you mean in the road? Uh, no, well, that and rehab, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, um, on the rehab side. Yeah, it's funny actually. You know, when they say everything slows down when you're okay. in trauma. See it coming, did so you? true. Well, no, I didn't see him no, so much. It was the car coming the other direction because obviously I got thrown into the road. So as I kind of saw it, I thought, oh, there's a car coming. Hmm. I need to get up off the road and onto the pavement. Um, to me, that was all slow motion. Okay. Um, but actually, one of my friends from school saw the accident and he said, you literally like bounced up and sprinted to the other side of the oh, road. Yeah, okay. and it, was just, it was just mad. I remember just trying to take my helmet off. And there was a police van, um, three down. So the ambulance and everything was there really fast. Um, and I'm just saying, don't take your helmet off. I remember thinking, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, so, man. yeah. But and then I passed out, which is uh, oh, right. okay. really, really, really good. And that, that ended your four hundred. Yeah, only because um, I was really lucky. I was in the hyperbaric chamber and everything. So, but it was about three. I got I got back to training about two weeks in because I thought I'm in a cast. It'll be fine. Um, didn't you say you had broken ribs? Yeah, but they didn't know that at this oh, time. Right, okay. uh, they don't because I was fine. I literally was in no pain. But obviously, they say a lot of that is shock, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they only x-rayed my limbs, okay. my legs and my arms. Um, and I was just... Now, I don't know how x-ray machines work, but you thought whacked in one, having been in a car accident, they just scan everything, you thought? Yeah, you would have thought that. But I think because I think I'm 
I'm sure I was saying, can you please just make sure my leg's okay? okay. Yeah, right. I just wanted to make sure my leg's okay. So they just thought, oh, we'll just x-ray yeah, the yeah. limbs. Because so I said, I'm absolutely fine. And they came in with, you know, all the cast stuff. And I was like, oh, my no, God. No. I was like, what is it? And he was like, it's your arm. I was like, my arms are fine. He was like, can you please stop wiggling them? Oh, right. I, said, well, I said, they're absolutely fine. But he was like, no, you've absolutely smashed this one up. Oh, okay. But, yeah, didn't. No pain, oh, not okay. at all. So, yeah. They hadn't watched you full of morphine, you just forgot. No, they didn't They didn't right. fill me full of anything. No. Well, not that I knew, I don't want that actually, to be fair. Not that I think I, I remember. But yeah, so that was that was a pretty bad one. So when I got back to training, I was struggling to breathe. Mm. All the, obviously, the long, sloggy stuff. And I was like, this is ridiculous. What is wrong? I can't have lost fitness in like two and a bit weeks. Um. And then... No, it's not the timetable. It's two and a half weeks from... <laughs> well, well, I just thought... I broke, well, I just thought I'd broken my arm. So I thought, you can still run with a broken arm. Mm. So apart from the fact you've just, you know, blood pools. Mm. So yeah, just, yeah, I was just yeah, kind of yeah, shaking yeah, it a little yeah, bit yeah, so yeah. it stopped doing that. But I was, when I was in the Surely gym... Sure, the doctors love you swinging your arm as well when they're trying <laughs> to heal. And when I was in the gym, I had the weight on my um, on my neck. Mm. And I, I went out. In the, in the institute, Trev Christian was looking after me. So obviously they called the ambulance. I was like, honestly, I'm fine, I'm fine. And they were like, are you sure? I was like, honestly, I had a motorbike accident a couple of weeks ago. It's probably just a little bit of shock and trauma. Right. And they were like, right, just okay. clarify, you're doing weights three weeks. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but still with <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just um, yeah, I'm really sensible. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. probably comes across this is as well. Sport. Yeah. This is for people in general, isn't it? I mean, oh, we've all yeah. been injured where... The, the physio will say, and Ruth was all about yeah, the physio will say, don't, don't do it, and then a week later, you're, you're like, training. Well, it doesn't hurt. So yeah, like, yeah, well, it's a bit it. of pain, I'll manage it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I think because you're so used to being a bit of pain or yeah, doms, yeah. and if you don't feel a bit of pain, you think, well, so I'm working on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was on it. Then I raced um, against one of my friends because I was like, come on, you do the 400 hurdles with me. And he was like, oh, if I beat you. And I was like, mm, you're not going to, though, are you? And I got to the eighth hurdle and literally just bonked out. Oh, right. Okay. Literally tried to lift my leg. And I just was like, oh, and then went out. And they stopped the whole track meet to bring an ambulance onto the track. So that was very embarrassing. Oh, right. But then I had to go for x-rays then because they were like, this is the second time. Hmm. And that's when they x-rayed everything. Right. And that's when, but obviously they can't do anything for broken ribs and, and stuff anyway. But yeah, so then I just went into sprinting and just thought, oh, this doesn't hurt. Oh, right. Which okay. is weird when you think sprint hurdling. And yeah, yeah, thought, yeah. So yeah. you never went back. Well, presumably, ribs are fine, but even when that ha ha those would have healed, you still kind of, that, that 400s. Yeah, I just far. thought, you know, I'll just do something that doesn't involve. So train a lot different then for 400 to 100. Uh, yeah. Hell Less endurance stuff. Yeah. It's more power, I see. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And the, the, yeah, the 400 stuff's hard, like lactic hard as well as okay, yeah, the speed right. stuff. Right. Um, whereas the yeah the sprinting was just way easier and, and actually it was actually a nice to have a change of training. Okay. Yeah. You know you'd, I'm doing something fast and quick and my brother was having real problems with um, sciatica, and he felt hurdling kept releasing that nerve as well. So right. he'd he'd come into hurdling. So we were mm. both doing it together. So it was actually really nice to train with somebody because I've been the only hurdler. Well, apart from the odd sporadic one for since I started. Right. So it was actually nice to have somebody to train Some, with. And yeah, yeah. then we both went to the Island Games. So it was nice to have him have him there for our yeah. first Island Games together as well. We most we chatted with I'm sure you know Andrew Roach just from because he's probably yeah, been as many yeah. games. I just wonder about your medal totals. <clears throat> uh, yeah, twenty twenty two. Yeah, I don't know what, what my Andrew's is actually. But you can't be far away from that as well. Yeah, you medal off. We yeah. just uh, he's probably got way more. Got Sharif coming in there saying, what's your best Island Games moment? Now we're talking about them. 
Uh, oh, that's a really tough one. Actually. Cool. Um, probably Jersey, actually, after the my accident in March, I'd gone to Jersey in, um, in the July. Um, and there was actually loads of people saying to me beforehand, you know, aren't you a bit silly, silly going to the games? You know, you only had a motorbike accident. Are you really in the shape mm. that you should be in? And, you know, you're not mean doing the four, because I'd obviously then stopped doing the 400 training. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, how dare these people write me off? Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I never said that, though. That was in my head. Um, and then I did the sprint hurdles and I, I won and I got the Manx record, which had stood for about 20 years right. from Cheryl Doan, who is a fab athlete. And as she, she, although I never met her, you know, you see her in the record books, you hear people talking about her. She was kind of, kind of an inspiration, even though I didn't know who yeah. she was. Um, so that was amazing. And just, I think just the feeling that I thought that people thought I was, I was done because hmm. I'd just been hit by a car. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Mm. So yeah, I think that was. I hope my... the cast was off at this stage. Yeah, it was. It was just a, it was a really special special moment. I think as well because my whole family were there as well. My mum mm. and dad. My dad was there. Um, he's only been to a few, and my brother as well. So my brother was there as well. So that was um yeah, it was a real. That was probably most most special moment. So so are you uh when it comes to pressure and the big occasion? Does it love bother it. you? No, it absolutely you? love it. Right. Yeah, I thrive on pressure. Right. But I think a lot of people do. You know, you think about even when you're studying, you know, when you've got a big assignment due in two weeks' time. Night before job, isn't it? Well, I wouldn't just, you know, a lot of people are, uh, I think people who have that confidence perhaps don't see the, the people then that don't have that confidence that on that big moment that it gets to them or yeah, affects them. I just, I, I like that pressure. Right. I like, I like that pressure on myself. Right. Um, I don't tend to worry about what other people think. Um, I'm very much probably a bit selfish, I suppose, in that way. Hmm. But yeah, I, I like to prove myself wrong a lot of the time as well. Um, Do you enjoy the process of training? And yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've got a great training group. Um, our training group is second to none, and people I've trained with over the years have all been amazing. Hmm. And I think that's a testament to probably why I've been, apart from die, you know, been in the sport so long because of the people you're surrounded by. Hmm. Um, and the athletics community are amazing. Um, you know, everyone from the fell runners to, I won't say joggers because they get a, well, I've just said it now, haven't I? <laughs> um, to the sprinters, the jumpers, the throwers, you know, they're, they're all great. All the clubs are great. Sorry, what are joggers then? Long distance runners? Yeah, oh, obviously. Right, okay. Just to put yeah, it out there, yeah, yeah, we yeah. know they're not no, joggers, right, but, you know, it's yeah, just it's the, on, ongoing banter, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the psychology then of that, do you, does that, uh, and throughout, mm all the sport and do you, do you delve into that much or think about that much from a sports angle of and I either yourself or you yeah, helping others I never did really up until probably um, Gibraltar um, which I had a few meetings with Richie Searle okay yeah. um, it was one of the things I've been injured for so long and I just constantly just picked up something after something after something and I was struggling to finish hurdle races for some reason. I've just no idea. It's never happened to before. And I, they typically lower body injuries for hurdlers, then, is it? Yeah, and it just—it was just one thing after another. I'd done a hip, I'd done a back, I'd done my shoulder, done my ankle, done my toe. You know, just everything mm. that was just setting you back that little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further. Um, and I think so much so it got into my head that I just can't finish races anymore. Mm. Um, and Richie delve into a lot of the things of, especially being from the Isle of Man, it's like how people know you. 
know. Okay, your identity. Yeah, mm. and I think a lot of people that speak to me always ask me about running. Um, and I kind of think... For the last 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I think it's one of the things that got to the point where as Richard said, you're so much more than that. And I think you're putting all that pressure on yourself that you are this runner and you've got to keep proving you mm. are this runner and you don't. Yeah, right. So actually he really helped me. And then this race after that, I finished and ran one of the quickest times I had done at that time of the season. Right, okay. So sometimes it does need that little bit unlocking. I, I would have always said I was the person that I can solve problems by myself. I don't yeah, need yeah. I don't need other people's opinions and All right, okay. I can do this. But actually I just got to the point where I must have had such a blockage. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? So, how just kind of words can Yeah. Richie just gave me a gave me a script to to go through. Okay. Yeah, so, so pre race like yeah. walk through, think about right, okay. Yeah, and it was fine after that. And then I got injured again. <laughs> 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 that must be a, a, I'm obviously not particularly talking about age with, with but generally as people get older, yeah. that's going to be more We don't bounce back as well. Yeah, yeah. And okay. especially doing a high impact speed activity. I was going to say, do you see, is there kind of like an age, I don't want to say cat, where you start seeing sprint hurdlers kind of fall off, you know, kind of, you see mostly them tend to be more young, you don't see many. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ones. Probably under 30, I think, and then you get the odd few that kind of go over 30. And I'm pushing 40. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I just love it. Yeah. And I think if I, you know, as long as I love it and I still, my body lets me compete, I'll do it. Mm. Do you know your PBs? Yeah. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fourteen five for the sprint hurdles. Fourteen. Okay, yeah. Fourteen five. What else do you want to know? Uh, well, 400 from the old days. But I think sixty four one. I think right. I could have done, definitely gone way faster than that. I think I did. I did that um, relatively off, not much training. Um, but yeah, I was just. Have you ever done it? I appreciate it's boring without hurdles. But have you ever done them without the hurdles? Only in relays. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, that tell a lie. I did one indoors. Right. Just I don't. I just don't find it interesting. And I apologise to anybody that's wanted me to run it, but right. it's. I just don't have the. And not the hundred either. Yeah, I've done the odd hundred, but only mm. just really to help my speed with the hurdles. Right, okay. um, I quite like the hundred, but it's just again, it's pressure, isn't it? You've got to get everything right to. And not saying the four hundred isn't. I just think it's so it's so hard to be honest. Right, it's so hard. Why don't you think there are many? Certainly, when you look at the old man, not many uh, hurdlers. Mm. That's a great question. Um, I really don't know because dies our hurdles coach and you know she's she's had a lot of hurdlers through mm. yeah they just don't seem to stay in the sport i think right. which um we have a lot of hurdlers up to go into university but then there's not really any any stay after after that really so, so whether it's just when they go to uni there's a little bit more to life and yeah. i it's it's a good question i don't that's well, the only reason i can think of really one of the things i was listening to was an interview when you took up the role was development officer and that was mm -hmm. something I felt listening to it, a gap you wanted to try and fill yeah how was that role how did you find that role is it what you expected yeah um the trouble is I'm a people person um and it was a very it was a job that I did a lot on my own which I struggled with um so and then I got offered a job that I really wanted in school so it was just one of those things that it was nice to have that experience um and put things in place because without that, I wouldn't have got the job in school. Yeah, okay. Because um, my head was talking about having a, me having a leadership position, but I hadn't had any leadership experience. 
So within the ADO role, I managed to do that. Um, so yeah, so she offered me a different position than when I went back to school. Yeah, right. So so on that, that career path then, so touched on earlier, gone back to Harrogate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what then left there to get you back to the to the homeland? Um, Harrogate was quite expensive to live, right. um, and obviously on a newly qualified teacher wage, so it wasn't it wasn't ideal. Um, my training group were were really young. Um, everyone I worked with had had young families, so there wasn't really much social side of it. So it just got to the point where I was I was just a bit unsure about what I was going to do, and then um, I got offered a supply job um, at St Ninian's High School at mm-hmm. home. So I thought, oh well, do you know, I'll go home for a bit and. And then obviously a bit turned into yeah, a long yeah. time. Right. Um, but, you know, as a teacher, you're lucky. You know, we have six weeks off in the summer, which I've tended to use to go traveling and okay. seeing bits and pieces. I mean, obviously you can only go for like four or five weeks, but it's more than a lot of people get, yeah. which I feel quite lucky with. So the role of a PE teacher, is that every sport? Is that what's the yeah. what's expected of that in school? Yeah, pretty much. We obviously, in different schools around the UK as well as the Alamami, different curriculums and um, different sports you follow. When I taught in Bath, we I was at sports school, so we did a different sport every four weeks. Okay. So we, we did things like, even like mountain boarding. Okay, um, mountain boarding. So it basically just got a skateboard on big, massive wheels. Right. Um, so we, just because it's a sports college, they just experienced yeah. loads of different right. sports. We did lacrosse, we did tennis, we did gymnastics, we did squash, because we had so many facilities. Uh, kiteboarding as well we did you know you've got the mountain board with the kites okay yeah, yeah so that was quite nice but obviously in the Alaman we do we just do different sports we tend to stick to the you know the netball football mm. rounders athletics mm. rugby hockey i don't want to play lacrosse do you it's really hard actually it. oh, no, it's like the net the one with the yeah, yeah. yeah. sticking a net yeah, the yeah coordination with it is because right. you think i'm there and then you're like oh no maybe not <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah i've never i don't know you have to throw do you have to throw in a net at the end is that yeah yeah yeah, I think I've ever seen it played. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it is it's really more good. of an American. Is yeah. it more of an American sport? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But a lot of um, the kids from the school I was at used to go into the sports colleges, you know, Kirkham, Sebra, okay. Millfield. They'd go into the bigger sports schools and things like that. So I think they were just trying to get them to experience everything. Mm. And how do you uh, do you find teaching rewarding? I assume you must on the basis yeah. you're still doing it. Yeah, um, I've come away from it a few times. Um, just to gain different experience and different things, but yeah, I've always come back to it. Mm. I like I like kids; they're they're honest. Why? What, what age bracket are you? <laughs> Secondary. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So then, from whatever that's twelve to eighteen. To, right, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Secondary. Definitely. A lot of back chat from them. Mm. Occasionally, but yeah, I prefer a stroppy teenager than than being a primary school teacher. I don't oh, know right. how they do it. Right. I don't know how they do it. So we touched on before as well. Uh, before we start the podcast about also helping with you might be better to describe it uh people with not <clears throat> behavioral issues might not be quite the right term yeah. but maybe you could explain that in better terms than i could yeah so um so what when i left qe2 the first time i went to work at the education support center um who deal with a lot of the kids that have reduced timetables so on all kids that school refuses um, for different various reasons, um, a lot of mental health issues and things like that. Um, and the reason I went into that um, role was it was I wanted to work with kids that are a bit more difficult, really. Um, so the experience I gained there with to deal with mental health and they put me on a lot of courses to do that. So it, I just found it really rewarding. So then when I went back into QE2, 
um, I've just tried to do a little bit more work with those types of children right. um, and the role I'm in now. Um, I'm in the key stage four leadership team. So we deal with a lot of the year nine, 10, 11s. Um, but a lot of the time with the, if they've got issues or problems at home and things like that. And then we try and signpost them to like where they can work and help most really. Right. Okay. Sad really, but <clears throat> it is sad. It is sad. Um, and it's awful what some kids go through. Yeah, right. Um, and I think especially in the Alamann, a lot of people don't think that we deal with a lot of the problems that we do. Mm. Um, but yeah, we try and deal with them as best we can and try and support the kids as much as we can. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it works sometimes and not others. <laughs> yeah. And do you, I, I presume just in there, in your day-to-day job, you can see how it manifests problems from kids that... The manifest in their behaviour. I assume they're just patterns you get used to seeing. Yeah, and sadly, it's obviously different as well with after lockdowns as well. Right. You know, some kids have really struggled with it. Some kids have loved it. Um, some kids prefer being taught online and and things like that. But yeah, we've definitely noticed a, a difference in behaviour. So I've never thought about about uh, teaching when on Zoom PE. <laughs> yeah, how yeah. does that work? So everyone on the treadmills. On yeah, the yeah, no. So we obviously we don't. Um, so within the first lockdown, obviously everyone was just trying to to cope with what was go what was going on. So we tended to concentrate on the core subjects, you know, math, science, English, and especially the kids that were in year nine above, what options subjects they were doing. Okay. Um. So within PE, obviously we've just concentrated on the GCSE, the A level, the B tech, um, and then um, one of our PE teachers, Becky Dunn. She's done a lot of the online stuff, you know, online fitness classes mm. and things and little challenges for the kids to do. So that was quite good. Right. Is there much theory stuff in that then that you can teach as well? Yeah, so we've yeah. done we've most of the P staff have done um the theory stuff on online, obviously. So what kind it's, of... it's just not the same. No, no, I'm sure. So I was I was saying that to Matt before. Mm. It's you don't get the interaction. You know, you've got 20 kids on a screen you know, some of them have got their cameras off some of them have got their microphones off and right. like does everyone understand me and you get some thumbs up and then you're like Bleh. yeah yeah right so uh, it's you it's not the same yeah, not right. the same when you teach and, and it's ever everything's very um like formal because you've kind of got your lesson plan you stick to it whereas you've got an idea of what you want to teach when you're in a classroom but you know it's just a bit more Free, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, it's probably more fluid, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, good yeah, word. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, and what kind of things are in theory then for having not done sports at school uh, PE? So like anatomy and physiology, all oh, the body, okay. right, um, okay. the psychology of sport, the okay. history of sport. Right. Um, in BTEC, we've done, you know, all about training programs. Um, they're doing now applying for jobs within the sports industry. Oh, okay. So stuff like that, really. And I suppose uh, it seems to be more and more of a... Uh, um, yeah, it's not a good football score. Uh, <laughs> I suppose careers to go into from sport. It's not, you know, I think certainly when I was at school, PE was like, well, you kind of thought about it and then it'd be, I'd do a PE and then you'd probably go and try and be an athlete of some kind. But yeah. now it's sports science, the sports Yeah, it's more scientific. Like, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, so, there's yeah. so many more so avenues now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's just giving them an idea of what, what they can go down but obviously as well now with lockdown and covid and university places and things like that it's just it's, it's a very difficult time for them yeah, it's yeah, a really yeah. difficult time for them no, I I the sorry mm-hmm. i don't envy them at all yeah. 
so representing the Isle of Man, obviously, always a proud moment, I assume. Yes, have definitely. you flagged Baird? I have, yes. So where, where was that? That was that in was... Scotland in 2017. Right. So it was potentially where I was going to re- like retire, um, but I wasn't ready to retire. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so what was the flag bearing like? It, yeah, it was brilliant. It was, it was just an honour to be asked to it initially. Um, yeah. Was it a surprise? <laughs> <laughs> was it a surprise when you got asked? Yeah, definitely. Because um, obviously so many people that have done so much for their sport have done it before me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just, it was really nice. But then, yeah, I didn't I didn't end up coming away with a, a gold medal in my event. So I was just like, well, I'm not retiring. On oh, a, right. Okay. I'm not retiring on a bronze. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's 17? Yeah. Right. Okay. So is that the hope then somewhere? Because nine... Well, we, no, yeah. did not even not happen then? Yeah, we did Gibraltar in 2019. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. how was that? <laughs> it's not one I like to talk oh, about. All right, um, okay. But yeah, so I was actually running really well. I, that's after I had the chat with Richie Sill. Right. Um, and I was running really, really well. And I messed up my ankle literally about five weeks before the Island Games. Right. Just completely just went. Um, and Ruth Cool actually completely like casted it for me when I had to race in Gibraltar because I went over it again the night we got there. Oh, right. So I was just starting to get, because I wasn't able to do sprint starts or any mm. hurdling or anything. Um, and I just thought, well, I'll just have to get to the start line. Um, and I came second. Right. Four striding the hurdles, so alternate strides because oh, right. my okay. foot just wouldn't take mm. that impact. No. It just, the pain just shooting, shooting up through my leg. But oh. Yeah, so I was really disappointed, really disappointed. And there's the uh, the plan somewhere next to Guernsey next, isn't it, I think, in yeah. next year? Yeah, 2023, year yeah, it was yeah, going to be 2021, but yeah. well, this year. Yeah. So, in a way, I'm quite glad because there were injuries I've had. Right. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been going to this one. And is that still a goal? <sighs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'd like to end it on 10 Island Games on a gold medal, but again, that's probably wishful thinking. With, with everything that's gone on. What's the depth like for uh, across the islands for for that sport? For athletics? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. We've got athletics in a really strong place at the moment. Yeah, right. um, we've got you know probably the highest number ever potentially going to the Commonwealth Games. You know, we've got Joe Reed, Holly Lockley, Erica Kelly, Alan yeah. Corlett, potentially Rachel Franklin. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I think it's a really exciting time for it. Um, just needed a little bit, a few more sprinters coming in and coming through. Do you think the reason for that? Particularly, just a good time, just yeah. I think work putting the grassroots. Yeah, I mean, all I mean, all those that I've just mentioned have all been in the sport for a long, long time. I mean, we've got some great youngsters coming through, but we always do. Yeah. We just can't seem to keep them in the sport, right. which is mm-hmm. whether it's injury, whether it's university that just takes them on a different path or a different sport. Um, I'm not sure, really sure what happens, but yeah it'd be nice to have a few more sprinters and through. somebody wanting to get into the sport is that go and find the club events and train and yeah, nights yeah, and go yeah and it's all on the websites i mean manx harriers western northern you know they're all pretty update with their websites so if anyone is interested you know have a look and you know see where your local club is and and get down to it mm. but it there's a, i think with lockdown as well so many people have taken up running so yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, joined yeah. the you know to do the fell runs and yeah, yeah. the winter hill league and things like that so never fancied the fell runs nope don't want to get dirty no it's not that i don't mind getting dirty <laughs> it's just it's a long way oh, right. <laughs> i'm very steep yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm very very much out and out sprinter all right yeah my um i work with nikki arthur who okay. is um 
the the only woman to do the Radna Fullen. Oh right, in, okay. Uh, on twenty four hours. Oh right, okay. So um, she does a lot of the fell runs, and um, she's my line manager. So um, yeah, she takes the mick out of me all the time. It's like, oh what? So you did three fifty meters? No, yeah, she's been right. out for like fifteen <laughs> miles. But um, I still think my time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nikki. So, so, so you represent GB as well. So the masters. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a bit about that. How does that, does um, that come about? Yeah, so you can hit you hit thirty five and then you can represent uh, the Great Britain. I always think that to thirty five just doesn't sound right to me. It's just like, it never used to. It always used to be from forty, right. um, and especially the men they used to do from from that. I, I think it's I think it's better to do it that way. Um, I think it should be a different name than Vets. Vets at 35. Yeah. It just feels like you're over the hill. Vets at 50 sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, we're cycling at 40. And, uh, I prefer it to be called Masters or something. Yeah. It's a bit more. The, well, it's a, it is called Masters Athletics, but then you've got your Vet 35 club on, right. your, on your Power 10 or oh, whatever. Right, right. But yeah, it's great. They're you know, the great community and the competition's amazing. Um, you know, some of the times, some of the even like 45, 50 year olds, even. There was a 75-year-old man still jumping over 11 metres in a triple jump. Oh, right. Like, that's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. But, like, watching him, you're thinking, oh, my God. Like, so like yeah, all the hits got to come out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, triple jump is a nightmare anyway, let alone when you're that age. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How, yeah. How did you get involved in that? Is that you, you like, they see your power of 10 or you apply to it or is it yeah, like it a, can be a bit, a, bit of both. meets or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so it can be a bit of both. Um, I got contacted by the, the manager. Um, and, I, and I asked if I'd be interested, so I yeah I signed up and went to I think Madrid was my first one. Is that paid for? No, get you yeah, yourself yourself. there. Yeah. Well, here's your vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here's your vest and your, your kit and right. everything else. But yeah, it, it is. It's a really it's a really good event, and it's um I think it's the biggest athletics event in the world, but only I think because of the amount of people that, yeah, yeah. that do it, and there's obviously so many age groups. You can go all the way up to hundred. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Right. Still hopeful when yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Looking through your power of ten, there's just like endless kind of first and second. You race a lot in the UK yeah. through your career. Yeah. And was that just because well, was that obviously the standard, but also there wasn't so much racing here? Yeah, it's just yeah, there's bit just of no everything. yeah, there's just yeah, a bit of both. There's no racing really, especially hurdling. Hundreds, two hundreds, absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you want, if I wanted competition, really, I have you have to go away. So which is what did you say your tech best at hundred was? I think twelve yeah. six. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you say for four hundred? Four hundred flat. Uh, either I go either. No, I don't do the four hundred flat time because that I um, think that was the only one and only one I ran. Um, the four hundred hurdles, I think sixty four one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I confirm. Thank you. Uh, HJ, what's that? High jump? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So you've done a high jump. I've done a bit any, of it. Right. Only for a lot of the, because um, we're, we're in Northern League, we go we go away as Team Isle of Man. Hmm. And obviously the more points we get, the higher in the league we stay. Oh, okay. And then we can get put up. So you throw into those So, things. yeah, a chalk or jump. Or, What's 60 HW? That's 60 hurdles, so that's oh, indoors. Right. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So is that what stride patterns that? That's still same. Yeah. Because the gap of the yeah, hurdles still the same, five, just yeah, shorter. Yeah, you've just hurdles. got five hurdles, yeah. No, no, no. Is yeah, the so height so different on the hurdles on them? No, it's no. exactly the same. Wherever they are, whatever that height is. Whatever that 2.9. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then long jump. Yeah. In here as well. I think it's a bit of javs on there as well. <laughs> you probably cut it off. Oh, the javelin, did you say? Mm -hmm. Oh, right, okay. Done a bit of javelin, a bit of yeah, shot, a bit of discus. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of the uh, the, uh, the cat. Is it what's the ladies' one or... called? Oh, heptathlon. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of the uh, not so much the the 2012. Mm-hmm. Who I should know, Kelly name the one long before her. Silverton. Yeah. No. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Was it? Yeah. Must be. Yeah. I was trying to think of one. Denise Lewis. Like, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. One of you was Denise. Yeah. Because so, was there a lady around uh, showing our age now or my age? Uh, Thompson. Katherine Johnson. No, the oh, male. Uh, oh, daily. Yeah. Was there? A, was there? Because back in those days, English sport just had these couple of yeah, the different really sports. Yeah, it was like Roger Black, for example, in the running. Yeah. And I was, was I'm trying to think if there was a lady heptathlon at that stage. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Was Denise Lewis? Maybe Denise Lewis. It was, was a bit too later, early. I think. Yeah. yeah, she was a bit later. Too on, late. Yeah, sorry. Because yeah. it literally was like Denise Lewis. Then Kelly Silverton, yeah. then Jess Ennis, then yeah. Katarina Johnson Thompson, then Morgan Lake, and they've all kind of, excuse me, come through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they always seem to be fighting in, I guess, because of multiple sport, fighting injuries, just seems to be constantly. Yeah, with it. I think all this training must be so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a bit of variety. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of variety. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, general then, bigger, broad question drugs and sport. Yeah. Your views on it? They're great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Does it bother you? Has it ever bothered you? Do you look at other? Not really, but probably because I've not gone to a high enough level really for it to matter you, so much. Do you not? Do you not believe that that it's happening? It probably, probably is. Um, but if that's the case, then they need to sort it out really. Right. Not... You have many drug tests through all your races. I've had about three right. in my in my lifetime. First one when I was fifteen, so that was oh, a right. that was an eye opener. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's. It's not a pleasant experience, but it's not the worst experience you can go through. Mm. It's just a what events were they at? Bit bizarre. One of them was at the in the Isle of Man. It was before the Gotland Island Games. Okay, I was literally lining up to run a two hundred meter. These three people in suits with clipboards came up to me and were like, "You, Hannah Riley? I was like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> um, you need to come for a drugs test." I was kind of like, "Can I? Can I race first? And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, but just don't go anywhere after you race." Oh, okay. So even Di was like, "Do you want me to come with you?" I was like, eh, "Yes, please." So she came, obviously not into the bathroom with me, but she yeah. came to give me a bit of moral support because it's just a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Especially as a fifteen-year-old, yeah, so yeah, aware yeah. of your body and yeah, yeah. And imagine there's a lot. I mean, when they're like stripped down, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, but yeah. Is that what happens? <laughs> it's all female. I assume yeah, that yeah, has to be the case. It's the crouch down is the weirdest bit, right? Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> so they, right. Yeah, because I know, well, I haven't been through it, but certainly men's experience. There was like a story not that long ago where, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what sport it was, but he had a, a the fella had a false. Yeah, because they uh, did, they put um, a lot of weight up the back or yeah. up the bum and some kinds of stuff. He basically got his Mr. Kinesh out and it was a fake one. Oh, he's got to then Wow. To that, then that, show that's the flake. next level, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Mr. Kinesh. But, uh, <laughs> Ace Ventura. I know, yeah, I'm totally with you. Uh, Big old Mr. Honeyman. Oh, it's a great movie. You've never seen Ace Ventura, you've got one. Have you ever seen Ace Ventura? Who hasn't? Well, (laughs) Riffraff hasn't. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I would imagine it's especially for a, well, for a For a female at 15 years old, it was definitely Mm. an eye-opening experience. Um, And it's one thing when we have the Island Games meetings, I always kind of say, this is what you're going to go through because obviously a lot of them are new kids and yeah. even as I mean, even at what mid twenties, it's still not a pleasant experience. I think men are a little bit yeah, little yeah, more inclined to get their bits out. <laughs> 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 have you seen in 
Icarus, what's it called? Icarus. Icarus. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. It's a documentary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing the amount people go through. Mm. That's the uh, the one thing that would always just both rumble through your head is I know they take it away in a sealed thing, but it's then outside your control, isn't it? That yeah, if... it's like where you know people can actually tamper with it. Yeah, like, yeah not yeah. that they bother with me because I'm not like a, a gold medal Olympian, but. Yeah, just just must be it must be horrendous for those people I think that miss out, you know, that are come come third, but yeah, yeah they yeah. could have got gold or yeah. silver. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's life changing, it's career changing, and they've missed out on all of that, all the endorsements they potentially could have had. Uh, you know, I think it must must be awful, yeah. absolutely awful. Do you look back on your running career with pride? Yeah. Or do you not think about it much? I try not to look back. Um, because uh, I well potentially because I'm still doing it and I want to do it as long as possible. Mm. Obviously, I have regrets, as I said, uh, you know, the Malcolm Arnold thing. And but again, I, it's hard to regret something that I wasn't in the my, right mind frame at the time. Um, obviously, I had my had my time over. I would have taken that opportunity. Mm. Um, and that's one thing I would always say to people: if you have an opportunity, grab it. Because mm. if you don't like it, you can always not do it. But I think to turn down something is it. Yeah, I think I just. Is that the one thing you changed that decision? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Right. I would just have given it a go hmm. just to see what it was like. Never know where, like. Yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, Catherine Reed said the same the same thing um, when she went off to Georgia. You know, she, she I mean she asked so many of our opinions, and like you, ultimately, it's got to be your decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's something you'd regret if you didn't try it. Um, and that's how I said from my own experience, it's something that I, I regret doing. I also got offered a scholarship in Philadelphia when I was at university right. to go and run there. And I didn't do that either just because I didn't like America. Right. I just thought, oh, I should have just yeah. tried it. But it's, you know, it's when they say youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally true. Most of us wish we had the brain we had today. I back know, there. you know, just mm-hmm. decision making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so frustrating. But and do you help youngsters coaching now? Is that part of what you do or want to do? Or No, it's not, it's not something I do at the moment. No. Um, something you'd like to do in the future? or Maybe. I'm not I'm not sure whether I'm the right person to go into coaching. I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's just that not the, the frame of mind I'm in at the moment. It's, it's not because I'm still quite heavily involved in my sport myself. And obviously, I teach all day, every day. Right. So it's not really something I want to do in my spare time. Okay. Um, I know that sounds really selfish, but um, potentially when either I don't teach or when I stop running myself, it's maybe something that I want to to stay stay involved in. Um, the volunteers and everything in our in our sport is amazing. Right. Um, and they, I know they could always do with more. It's so, but yeah, not sure. Not, for, not, not sure at the moment. Yeah. And then the future we <laughs> mentioned earlier about. Potentially the Island Games in a couple of years. Will you just keep running as long as you're competitive? If you, if you, I use the word rubbish, but if you're rubbish, would you stop? I'd like to think so. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still you think... are super competitive, I assume. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's it'd be very difficult to hang hang up your spikes, but I think sometimes it gets to the point where everyone's got to do it, and don't they? With mm. every sport, you get to the point where actually it's not enjoyable because you can't do what you used to be able to do. There's still things in my sport I want to achieve. Um, potentially they might happen, they might not. Right. Um, yeah. So. We'll like what? Are we not allowed to know? Um, no, you can. No, I'd like to be world champion in uh, the Masters at right. um, 100 meter hurdles. 
Right. That was one thing I'd really like to do, and I want to. So, uh, what, what kind of time? What, what, you know, how does that fit in timeline? And forgot you've got to do that by what age? What time would you be looking yeah, at? I appreciate that time's probably getting quicker every year because I, I just see as was younger as migrating to the like we race at our race in the 40 category for men it's like faster than the 35 category oh, yeah. just yeah. seems to be i don't know people's you know, i guess people's families start you know they've had kids kids have gone away they've got more time to train yeah they're wiser uh more endurance so i'd imagine that's, that's the same with yeah absolutely and i think as well covid's obviously disrupted a lot of competition and things mm. like that which is something that i would have done earlier but it depends if we can do competitions this year mm. and if we can't if they go to next year as long as they're before july i'll be able to do it but then right. after that i go up to 40 age group right okay so and so what then time they would do you... 80 meter hurdles then in the 40 age group which oh right okay yeah right and i don't try and stick at the 100 if oh, I can. but right. obviously i'd still if that was just the case that's just and what time would you be looking at if you, if you wanted to win that i want to get down to what i was running two years ago really i don't think it's outside my capability i just think my body lets me down too much these days and right. um, i just need to be a bit more mindful of, of things it's things that you learn as you go along Um i've always been quite good to maintain like massages and my strength yeah. and i don't tend to miss training even if i'm injured i will literally find any other way that i can do something i will cross train i will get on the assault bike i will get the turbo why? out why, why? Because I want to get back running as quick as I mm. possibly can. Um, and you, 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 uh, if you're at home then and you can't train because you're injured, I assume you're in a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, because I think a lot of sports people are, are like that. That they're like, I haven't been on for a week. Mm. My form's gone. You get your training guilt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the hardest thing for me, even this time, because when I, I did my knee in August racing, the typical, I'd literally just got back after my ankle after Gibraltar, so it's almost took me a whole year to get back to some kind of decent training. And obviously lockdown happened, but my training lockdown was going brilliant. I was in I was in really good shape because I was eating so well as well. You know, you're at home, you're making I was and I was it's only school like four hours a day. So I was just able to monitor everything mm. so much better. And I, I loved it, even though I was training by myself, but I've been so used to that a lot of the time with being the only hurdler. And um it was great. And then I the ankle went again, I did my Achilles. And then when I got back after that. What's that a tear? Is that a, just inflammation? Yeah, well, I've torn needle. it before. Right. So it was just, I think it was just road because I was doing sprinting on the roads right. of, and then up hills. So I think it was just a lot of tightness. And obviously we weren't getting regular massages anymore because mm. obviously we couldn't do that. So I think it was just a lot of intensity. And then I obviously then when I could run again, I carried on doing that. And then obviously everything opened up. So it was like, great. We were back on the track. Spikes were on. I could ra- I could run fast. So I was like, right, great. I'm going to, I'm going to race. So, because I still wasn't allowed to hurdle, um, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll run a 200 meters. Right. And I ran a 200, came around the bend, my knee locked up. So I flicked it mid-race and um, I tore the cartilage yeah. and impinged my fat pad. Right. And that was the worst injury because it wasn't sore, even though my knee was fat, it wasn't sore. Right. Um, but I've been recommended not to do any impact, oh, right, okay. stationary cycle for 40, uh, only 40%. Right. Um, I couldn't do any body weight on the lower body because I was still at school they say walking was enough especially if I had to be careful going downstairs because of the amount of fluid and um, it can jellify so I oh. would lose movement in my knee when they said if you want to get back to competitive sport you're going to have to you know do all these things so that was the hardest thing knowing that 
I couldn't do anything intense. You know, you, you know, yeah, when you get that yeah, yeah, yeah. buzz of working really hard, you're like, yeah, I just didn't feel that yeah. for about three months. Yeah, right. So then when I could start working harder, my other half but let me use the salt bike. So. I was going to say, you, you were aware, like during that time when I think we all probably get moody because we can't train, you're aware of that and trying to manage not, your own. Yeah, I'm not really very moody. I'm pretty good at staying pretty positive towards right. it. Just, as I said, I just try and do... Frustrated then just by the... Yeah, a little bit. I have the odd cry to myself and things like that. I try not to inflict that on other people. But I think my family, my friends would say you definitely, because I'm a bit ADHD anyway, and I'm loud and talkative. And I think that just is increased tenfold when I haven't oh, got that outlet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel sorry for other people more than more <laughs> when I can't do exercise. Yeah, I suppose the question is then you're aware of that, so you try and yeah. manage that yourself. Yeah. To- it's just Nine hard when you haven't got, you've got an injury that because you're really injured. You're like, oh my god, that hurts. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. But when nothing hurt, but I was still not allowed to work more than forty yeah. percent. So assuming you're probably working at sixty-five percent. Yeah, just don't so tell. You know yeah, these things. Yeah, yeah, but the assault bike was amazing because it was the it's only thing. I, you know the so you've got a like a watt bike but with handles. Mm. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so it was oh, the only right, thing okay. I felt that absolutely mullers you other than like a 150 or a 200 fast right. so I love that I still have like and um, that was I'm sure I've ever seen one of them actually a lot of cross, like cross, 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 cross fit, fit, with a lot bike cross rather than them, a, yeah right. but they're absolutely amazing and right. it's godsend so um, yeah they call the salt bikes yeah Dean is a lifesaver with that so it's in the garage all the time oh actually it was in the back room at the time but yeah just on that as much as I possibly can and then a bit of upper body circuits. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, so kept me sanish. And, and do you ever uh, looking back at times of training? Do you, you an overtrainer or? No, I'm usually pretty sensible. I'd say. Right. Um, Are you aware if you're tired? Would you skip days? If you're like, I don't feel, I feel tired. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think you. I think as you get older as well, you start re- realizing that a little bit more. There's a few times that you used to, I've still gone to the gym, and then you start working out, and you're like, I'm absolutely knackered. I just right. need to go home. So. Yeah, I'm pretty good with that. See, I'm not. I'm, I'd say I'm not like that at all. In fact, I feel like that. My brain goes, oh, I'm losing fitness. Mm. I need to train harder, and then you overtrain. Yeah. And you get a go. Yeah, I probably still now train too much. How many times would you? Time it, yeah, yeah. How many, like in normal, no injuries, how many times a week would you be training? Uh, six days a week. And oh, then right, wow. netball on a Sunday. Right. Yeah, still play netball right. on a Sunday. Wow. But yeah. Um, I, I still so different think, sessions during the week. Yeah, three track, three gym. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So equal equals it out. But yeah. And is that I, an evening thing most of the time? Yeah, straight after school type right. of thing. Yeah. But, not a morning kind of get oh, out of the way. Definitely not a morning. I can't. Right. I remember doing it when I did CrossFit, um, just for like extra fitness and stuff. I remember doing a, a Helen. I think it was. That's what they. There was some. I, CrossFit was because whoa, that's absolutely you're totally wrong. There was something like pull-ups, um, cleans and um a 400 meter run. And I did it like seven o'clock in the morning. It was rubbish. I did it four o'clock the next day and my results were about 40% higher. Oh right. So okay. just yeah, I don't function function as a human yeah, at that yeah, time yeah, of morning. Yeah. Um and I can hold a conversation, but obviously my exercise mm. rates do not work at that right, time. Right. I'm more so of a four to sixer. Yeah. Completely the same. I've tried to do a cycle, I've tried to do swift race in the morning, things like that. Awful. Yeah. I, I, I've done one and I was like, similar. I was like, nope, I'm not doing it again. I much prefer yeah. it. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. It's especially when you feel awake. 
Mm. Like I'm awake, yeah. I can do this kind of stuff. But yeah. and morning, just I think to get out of the way. So often I get you get home after a day of work, or whatever. God, have serious motivation sometimes to get on a on a trainer and do stuff. So yeah, more of a. I think you've, everyone's a bit different, aren't they? You just got to find what what, what works. Uh, yeah. For you. Yeah, yeah, definitely do. I think it's hard as well sometimes when you get that. You know, as you said before, you know whether you think you're tired, you think no, no, I'll just work through it. And sometimes on the track, you you can turn up and you think, oh, I feel great today. I'm going to nail this session. And your times are terrible. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, how is that happening? Sometimes you turn up and you're like, oh, that's such a stressful day. I feel absolutely blah. And actually, some have, have the best sessions. So it, it is a fine a fine line. But I think in gym, I notice it way more, especially right. with with strength and things and. Especially as a woman as well. I know you've got big guys who don't want to butt around like your cycle and stuff. Your strength goes down so much. Right. And that's something that I never even oh, contemplated. Right. Okay. Right. It was only when my brother, because my brother's massively into all this, you know, into body nutrition and how everything affects everything. And he was like, I know you don't want to talk to your brother about this. <laughs> kind of stuff, but, and I was like, oh, right. I didn't realize it can be, yeah, your strength can go down about 40%. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's why a lot of athletes kind of take the pill and stuff to stop, stop that happening. Oh, right. Okay. Which is what's right. quite interesting. Female. Female athletes, yeah. Yeah. Male if and, you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and nutrition, is that something that's always been of interest or uh, no, not really. No. I'd love to say I kind of watch what I eat and things like that, but I always thought I'm never gonna make an Olympic athlete. I'm gonna just eat right, more. Yeah, like yeah. obviously I, I don't particularly like eating unhealthily anyway, so I'm not gonna say I live on donuts and things like that, but I'd never deprive myself of anything that I wanna eat. You know, if I want a pizza, I'll have a pizza. Yeah, if I want a donut, I'll have a donut. Um, whereas my brother is really, really dedicated with his food. Well, he's so food good. Type of thing. Not really. He's a. He just doesn't eat processed food, and okay. he's just a very healthy person with without really thinking about it, right. which is really annoying. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get to chat to him at some point. Yeah, you will actually. I think you'd uh, enjoy chatting to him. He's very uh, knowledgeable with his nutrition, yeah, and yeah, his, yeah. he'd uh, give you some interesting insights into different bits and pieces. <laughs> so just to finish up then, looking at, uh, mentioned earlier about athletes on the Isle of Man and the, the, the Ollies of this, the island, etc. What kind of, that must as a, as a fellow athlete, albeit their uh, joggers, some of them, uh, <laughs> that must be, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, that must be nice to, you know, do they, What's that? I don't know what the right word is, but they're also in the same sport, aren't they? So I see cyclists that are doing well. It kind of gives me a buzz. Yeah. Do you find that with some of those up-and-coming guys yeah, and girls? Yeah, definitely. Um, the athletics community is quite small as well, um, especially, I think, from for the sprinters to the long-distance runners. Um, we're all quite tight. Um, we all speak to each other quite a lot of the time. We've got WhatsApp groups and, and things like that. We try and we socialise each other. Um, the other night we had a, a Zoom call on on different bits and pieces. Mikey Haslett is the new athletics development officer. Right. He wanted to talk to us about a few different things, and it's nice we all we all get on, which makes the Island Games and things like that on Northern Leagues when we go away as a team yeah. just great. Everyone supports each other, and as I think from an outside point of view, it probably looks like we're really clicky and like oh god, I bet they're they're awful. But actually, when you when you get involved, everyone's really supportive yeah. and really friendly. The uh, I think cycling's a little bit like that. From the outside, it can seem quite clicky. Yeah. But, uh, mm. I think as well because that, I think the legacy that cycling has, though. Yeah, yeah. And it is quite... Uh, you know, you always hear about these cyclists doing amazing things. Like, Thanks. We do, don't we? <laughs> and like they're all... Cyclists are always just 
like succeed in doing anything. So it must be quite intimidating. That or back in old traffic. They're doing one of the two things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah, I, no, I do, I do see that. Although I see I did a little bit of fell running and I always felt that athletics community was very welcoming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I haven't got involved in cycling. Something I'm trying to do in cycling is to make it feel more, if you're new to the sport, there are places you can come and, so we don't really have training nights and things like that where in athletics yeah. and go down and try out, which I appreciate Dot has her league and there's a, there's a mechanism, but I had a 17-year-old contact me through the club a few weeks ago, newcomer to cycling, where do I go? And you're like, you need to kind of yeah, hang around with other 17-year-olds and all that. They're really the 17-year-olds on the LMN, they're all bordering on pro level. So mm-hmm. it's like a newcomer, you probably want to go out with them because you can get your head kicked in. It's yeah. fine in that. Again, that 16, 18 range, mm. 19 range, keeping them involved in the sport, especially as a newcomer. Uh, I think the balance of it with the cycling, isn't it? It's because, it, it is, again, it's a quite an individual sport as yeah, well, yeah. isn't it? And obviously when you go out on a cycle, it's nice to kind of go out with yeah, a group, yeah. but a lot of the time you probably go out for a cycle by yourself or yeah. you, you haven't got, almost got like an area, you know, as Dot has yeah, when she's yeah. got all yeah, the kids yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And we have, we've got the track. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. So There's a communal place. Other, so yeah. That's what the island really, when you look at cycling, what the island really needs is like a home of cycling. Yeah, needs. so even if you wanted to start sprinting, you could just rock up to the track one night, potentially talk to someone and know how to get into the sport that way. Then they'd see me run and send me home. <laughs> yeah, no, about 20 seconds, 20 seconds, 100 meters. Whereas for cycling, yeah, you, you wouldn't know whether to do no, that unless no. you literally knew that Dot did that yeah, on yeah. Tuesday night and thought, actually, I'll pop down that yeah, night. Yeah, and, and if you're not in that age category, then where do you go? And it is quite, yeah, yeah, it's quite that's, difficult. That's the hard, harder bit yeah. with that kind of thing. Because again, like with rugby, netball, football, you could just rock up to a club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, we have cycles, but we don't really have like a training night. And yeah, have you noticed a lot more cyclists then coming in after lockdown and things like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw obviously during lockdown a lot of people out on bikes. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and it's 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 great, and probably (laughs) more of a testimony to you know ultimately our roads aren't built for bikes and cars. Is the reality. And it's a shame when we're a small island where rallies we can get anywhere quite quickly that there's a don't get me wrong, cyclists can be knobheads as well. Yeah. But uh, then they're the ones whose lives are in danger on the road. It's the reality. Yeah. And uh, I think I often, I mean, I have cars come past me at 50 mile an hour and they stuck my elbow out of my yeah, elbow again here. And I just think if that was a horse, you wouldn't do that. So why are you doing that to me? But some people do it with yeah, horses. Yeah. I mean, when I had mine, mm-hmm. some people do that. They just want to see what will happen. Yeah. It's just. Well, they throw stuff at you. You're like, oh, really? Yeah, why would you want just, to do that? Well, I just don't. Yeah, it's just a weird. I mean, we're all. I'm in a car and I get stuck behind a slow drive and you get annoyed. I do understand, but everyone gets a bit of road rage yeah. though. It's like that monkey brain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like my road. Yeah. I want to get there in two minutes because I normally get there in two minutes. I don't yeah. want to get there in five. Yeah. Yeah, we all need a bit more patience, don't mm. we? Just, but again, I think it's a, with all due respect, I think it's an Alman thing. Yeah. We're so used to getting anywhere really yeah. quick. Yeah. And in lockdown as well. Everyone was cycling everywhere or motorbikes because the roads were quiet. It was mm. like I took my motorbike to school quite a few times because it was lovely. Don't have to worry about being hit by anything. So, so back to the motorbike then. So, yeah, <laughs> speaking of, I'm getting hit. Yeah. I obviously got back on the motorbike at some stage and yeah. managed to get through more than seven minutes of your test. Well, eight years later, I got right. back on it. So it did take a while. Right. Um, was, only Was that you mentally not wanting yeah, to go back no. on? I kind of did. I was more thinking about other people because even when I was in the car and people fly up to a stop sign, I was still a bit like, oh, and I thought if I do that on a bike, I could cause an accident. And it was just something that I was really annoyed because I loved being on the motorbike and it was something I've always wanted to do. So I was just, and then my brother bought me 
um, motorbike lessons in about three years ago. Um, so I was like, right, this is this is my chance now. But technically, it's not classed as a fail because it didn't last long enough. Oh, right. But it was funny because when I went to redo my test, the woman was saying, oh, have you done a test before? And I was like, eh, not quite. So I obviously explained the story. And she was like, oh, that was you. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Talk of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I went for my motorbike lessons, he said, have you done it before? And I explained the story. He was like, that was you. So oh, I was like, all oh, right, this has been heard a little bit around, yeah, even right. though it's been eight years ago. Yeah. And what bike have you got now? I, I've only got my brother's. I've okay. just, um, I just ride his little Grom, little Honda Grom, little 125. All oh, oh, right, okay. My yeah. Little Grom, right. Yeah. It's one thing I wanted to buy a motorbike in, but uh, a relationship broke down and I had to buy, I wanted to buy my house right. um, off my other half. So I did that. That oh, was a more, more important. So the yeah, motorbike yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah but got put on yeah. the back burner. Right. So, you know, life happens and yeah, yeah, yeah. then they needed a new bathroom. So that could say things on the bathroom yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, how, yeah, how it goes. Bikes, all right, you can get around on that, can't you? Yeah, my brother's got three bikes. He's only oh. got one, but so <laughs> it's, uh, he's, he's, he's good. He lets me ride it. And also it, it's kind of a luxury purchase with all due respect if you're not on it all the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a summer thing for me. Yeah, no, you know, It's not like I can rock up to school like soaking wet with my laptop and everything and then teach kids. It's not, it's not quite yeah. the same thing. I had a bike for a little while and was commuting on it, but it's. I had a I had a car as well, and in the end, it was just like it becomes like a luxury, and just like oh, just and then yeah. it didn't use it enough to justify keeping it around. Yeah, uh, that's the thing because like, I train every night, and I tend to go from school to training because you've always got something after school. Mm-hmm. Then I keep all my kit, rugs, yeah, my rucksack, and bags, like, yeah, yeah, layers in case it rains, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah I literally, it's like an extra wardrobe in your car, isn't it? With I think I'd have to have a trailer on the motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> Load of pennies are on it. Shoes and yeah, it's just one. It's just one of those. So it is a luxury item. Once maybe get get loaded, maybe I'll get one. <laughs> keep buying the lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming down. Yeah, Appreciate it. And an really uh, impressive career and a good luck in the future as well. With Thanks. Uh, <laughs> with all the running. Hopefully it'll still keep going. Or jogging or whatever it is. Definitely will be jogging. I do just have uh, one more that's coming well, before from Holly. I uh, want to know, who was your favourite Alla Games roommate? I <laughs> <laughs> you know that might be a loaded question there. What was that Holly? Obviously Holly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely the most entertaining. Uh, I could tell you some stories about her, but I won't. Cool, no. no, no, I won't. No. Uh, yeah, Holly's one of my closest friends now. So, oh, right, um, okay. but I, I met her through the sport as well. So, okay. yeah. It, what does Holly do? She used to do high jump. She okay. used to be a good 400 meter runner as well. So she's better than 1 meter 45. Oh, yeah, she is. I still reckon <laughs> she could still do about 155 now. Right. But yeah, she does. Um, she's got, she's she's a jogger now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's uh, she's good. She does a lot of the five Ks and things like that. And her right. husband does it too. Uh, Sean Quay, okay, uh, was Ireland football captain for a while. So right. yeah, they uh, go out and runs together. It's very right. romantic. Hold hands together. Oh, thanks again for coming yeah, down. Much appreciated. Very much. Thank no, you. Pleasure. Want to check yeah. it out, Matt? Yep. So uh, wherever you're watching or listening today, I should talk to the mic. Please like, <laughs> subscribe, and share, and leave those five-star reviews. Pretty please. Uh, social media, we're Facebook, M-Word Podcast. On Twitter, it's M-Word Podcast number one. And then on Instagram, we are the M-Word IOM. Just watching the feed there, but it's delayed, isn't it? It was yeah. confusing me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for letting us into your sexy ears. It's Word Out From On. <laughs> and Word Out From Matt.